Good morning, Supers. How are you doing today? I hope you're having an amazing day so far. Uh, today we have a, a bunch of stories, uh, a China Evergrande group update, uh, pro- uh, bribery and corruption in the uh, of journalists and the media by the automotive industry. This is a, a pretty big um pretty big to do actually and and i'm not going to be able to read the whole the whole article there but i can give you a breakdown of some of the things that are going on and i'll link the article down below uh in the description below uh facebook told staff it would seal off internal message boards to prevent leaking well you could probably guess what happened uh (laughs) how chipotle feels about spending two billion dollars a year on labor uh, there's a video of Jeff Bezos being a complete, um, I don't know what the nice way to say it is, but he's just a complete jerk, uh, to William Shatner. And, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll play the video and the audio. If you didn't get to see, uh, them go up in space, I got to watch them go up in space. I didn't get to watch them after they landed. And of course I, this came across my thing and, uh, across my feed. So I, you know, I wanted to bring it to your attention. Uh, finally, we have a couple of a couple of questions and an announcement. So, uh, somebody asked me about why, uh, what I think of the whole no like and trust, and why uh, that may or may not be enough for your uh, customer base to like, you know, deal with you. Another question came from Joe: How do I set up a print on demand? How I set up my print on demand shops online? Uh, so I'm going to walk people walk you through that process, uh, and then I have an announcement at the very end about a way that you can work with me and a really awesome group of people that I've been working with uh, in a group for the last I don't know four months or so. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But first, China, uh, let's see, China real estate shares, bonds, uh, shares and bonds hit by Evergrande concerns. Uh, Shares and bonds of Chinese real estate companies slid on Thursday, reflecting uncertainty about how a debt crisis will play out in China Evergrande Group and the wider property sector as another developer was hit by a rating downgrade. This uh, continues to be a sliding issue here. Uh, but I, I, I want to caution everyone to still not panic. Um, but you know, it never hurts to maybe have some cash, uh, you know, on hand for purchasing in case things do go down, because I want you, uh, to be able to use that cash to go and make purchases, whether it's shares of stocks, uh, or, or property or things like that. If, you know, things, um, I hope they don't go this way. Uh, but you know, more as they say, more millionaires are made in in in, time, in bad times than in good times. Anyway, Evergrande, which has more than three hundred billion in liabilities and thirteen hundred uh, real estate projects in over two hundred and eighty cities, missed a third round of interest payments on its international bonds this week. The world's most indebted developer, which has been trying to sell assets to raise funds, appeared to have made small progress towards the goal uh, when Kwame Home Furnishings Group uh, announced in a filing on Thursday that it will buy out Evergrande Group's 40% stake in their furnishings joint venture for 72 million yuan or uh, $11.18 million dollars. 
but in a sign of its continued cash flow problems, municipal officials uh, said Evergrande has yet to make $28 million payment for land it acquired in the northeastern city uh, earlier this year. And that's, uh, I guess that's Changchung. Uh, other Chinese developers have also warned uh, they could default on bond payments and rising risks on Wednesday led credit ratings, uh, rating agency S&P Global to downgrade two of the sector's bigger companies, Greenland Holdings, which uh, has built some of the world's tallest residential towers, and E-House. S&P also said it would cut their ratings further. On Thursday, Fitch Ratings issued the latest downgrade, cutting Modern Land China Company to a single C rating after the developer uh, said it was seeking consent from investors to extend bond maturity by three months. Investors have been hoping China would ease monetary policy to stabilize its wobbly recovery, but data on Thursday showed China's annual factory gate prices rising at the fastest pace on record in September due to soaring raw material costs. Uh, but, uh, but the most important policy in the property sector is not monetary policy, but the regula- uh, regulation related to leverage and the bank loan supply to developers and home buyers. Therefore, I think the government is still has the option to loosen those policies to help the property sector. Uh, the big question is whether they are willing to do so. So far, their policy stance seems quite firm. Uh, on Thursday, sub-index tracking shares of Chinese property developers ended the day 3.88% or down down 3, 8, uh, 3.88%, uh, while the broad CSI 300 blue chip index slipped 0.54%. Property shares have fallen nearly 20, uh, 20% this year and compared to the 5.7% fall from the CSI 300. JP Morgan analysts said China property shares would remain volatile in the near term. News on the marginal easing will likely cause a short-term rebound, which, however, may not be very sustainable due to the likely ongoing concerns on the offshore bond market. A more sustainable rally may happen in January 2022 when banks have more front-loaded quota to extend credit to developers and mortgages. So you know it's it, it's definitely not a, a, a good sign uh, that any of, of this is happening. And like I, I kind of said a little bit earlier, I, I think it's important that if you have the ability to maybe move to cash, you know, having cash on hand to buy, you know, for more buying opportunities in the near future, might not be such a bad idea. Uh, but it's not necessarily. Um, you know, we, we don't want to go selling every asset and, and selling the farm or anything like that. But just just be aware that like things could con- continuously have this this domino effect uh, that could you know absolutely affect the uh, the entirety of the world. Uh, and and I I I don't I don't personally want to see it, but uh, I want you to be prepared for it if if something you know some opportunities come around because of. Uh, this, even if it's on a smaller scale uh, than like a global financial crisis, like in 2008. So bribery 
and corruption of journalists and media by the automotive industry. This uh, this article, I will link it down below, but this uh, article basically goes into how um, it talks a lot about Tesla and how Tesla has actually maintained its ability to not have to woo uh, the you know automotive journalists, uh, people you know writing reviews and things of that nature. But it talks about like how the automotive journalist uh, industry, the the auto industry. Let's see, it's hard to write a fair and balanced review report about a car when the auto industry that makes uh, makes it gives it to you and your family for free for private use, not just for a week but for years. If you decide to buy a car, you will get a discount of. 15% and 30% for all options just for being a journalist. The long haul uh, business class trip to a nice place with a five star hotel and $200 dinner and social events are included. And whether you like it or not, affect the, uh, your ability to write fair reviews, articles, and opinions. Since it is not money wired directly to the bank account, many will not call it a bribe, but where is the difference if the net gain in your pocket is the same as if you had received the money directly under the table or in a plastic bag at the head of garage? There is no difference between the money and the incentives you received affect uh, you received affect your daily cost. Now, I've heard uh, listening to uh, Doug DeMuro talk about this with uh, Marquez Brownlee, uh, the uh, MKBHD. On YouTube, and I, I think it was on the Waveform podcast, they talked about like how uh, you know Doug had for the longest time decided he wasn't going to accept any cars from manufacturers. Uh, you know, it, you know, he wanted to get it from people. That way, there was no handcuffs on what he could or couldn't say, uh, or or any fear of being in a position um, of not being in power of what he felt was a quirk and or feature of the car. And if he had something negative to say, he didn't have the fear of like, oh, well, next time they're just not going to give me that car, right? It puts him in a, you know, him in that power, that power seat of saying, well, I don't really care if you give me one anyway, because I have a, a huge amount of followers and I'll just go borrow one of theirs. You know, they, they're reaching out to me all the time and I'll review their car, you know, their version of the car, spend five hours with it and, and get the review done. Uh but you know, they they did mention in that interview that some you know journalists and and uh, car automotive reviewers would actually go and they just like they never buy a car. Apparently, they just literally they just jump from car to car to car, uh, and and that's how, that's how they do their daily get around. Uh, is because they constantly are being fed cars over and over. Now, Doug changed um, his opinion when when the pandemic hit. He changed, you know, he he started to accept some press cars uh, just because it was easier. He didn't have to travel. He didn't have, you know, it, it was a lot easier for him to be able to do it. But he he said, you know, he he wanted to back off. Now, he has over 4 million subscribers on YouTube. And, uh, you know, he he's... He's phenomenal. I love Doug. If you don't, if you don't watch Doug DeMiro, you, you should. He, he, I could literally just listen to him talk about any car uh, and, the, and the quirks and the features and things. But... But yeah, so this is the kind of stuff that's happening, and and it, the article goes in to talk about how Tesla doesn't have a PR department, and how uh, you know there's been actually pressure on the automotive journalists to write negative things about Tesla because of the fact that they're not sending out press cars, they're not whining and dining the the reviewers, 
uh, and that kind of stuff. So uh, this also this article also goes in and talks about how the press cards that they're sending out. Um, in some cases, I don't know if every case, but in some cases are actually being um, produced on a separate assembly line. So they have way different um, standards that are being set for those cars rather than the cars uh, that are being sold uh, to you and or I based on those reviews of things that are like being meticulously like found. So this isn't like, oh, you know, here's the eighth car off the lot or, or off the line here. Give it to this press person and let them figure it out or even like the 20th. Right. Because the first couple of cars are going to have a problem. In this case, they are actually setting up a separate line of cars to be built to send just the press people so they can control what the narrative is on top of putting money, not directly putting money in the pockets, but making it so that they are in the in the in the driver's seat, so to speak, of uh, of controlling what is said. Speaking of controlling what was said, Facebook told staff it would seal off some internal message boards to prevent leaking. The change was immediately leaked because, of course, it was. This is the Internet, and this is a stock photo of uh, Mark Zuckerberg explaining something. Who knows? Facebook is restricting access to some staff message boards to prevent leaks. Facebook said some boards that relate to platform safety would be made private. The New York Times reported last week, Facebook whistleblower Francis, uh, Fran- I guess it's Francis, uh, Hall- Hall- I've never actually had to say her name before, Hogan, Hogan uh, testified before Congress. Okay, so... Uh, of course, somebody, you know, decided that if Facebook is going, you know, before Facebook goes and shut, like, locks things down, maybe we should take some screenshots or something like that. Uh, the company told staff it would restrict, restrict access to some employee message boards that relate to platform safety and protecting ele- uh, and protecting elections, both uh, of which come under the umbrella of, quote-unquote, integrity, per the Times. Some groups... Uh, would be made private instead of public in the coming months. Facebook said, according to the report, Facebook also said it would go through some integrity-related discussion groups and start removing people that they don't want uh, that that don't work directly on safety and security. The move comes a week after the former employee uh, testified. She left the company in May 2021. Let's see, the, an engineer, an engineering director wrote in the announcement viewed by the Times that, as everyone is likely aware, we've seen an increase in the number of integrity-related leaks in recent months. These leaks aren't representative of the nuances and complexities involved in our work and are often taken out of context, leading to our work to be being mischaracterized externally. Uh, Facebook appeared to confirm the change in a statement to the Times and said the move would, uh, had been in the works for months. In a statement to the Wall Street Journal, Facebook confirmed the authenticity of the announcement viewed by the Times. A Facebook spokesperson told Insider, leaks decrease the effectiveness, of, uh, efficiency, and morale of the teams working every day to address the challenges that come with operating a platform for billions of people. They can also put employees working on sensitive subjects at risk externally and lead to complex topics being misrepresentative or misunderstood. So 
Uh, I, you know, <laughs> and a surprise to no one, uh, you know, the internet is going to, to is, lives on, right? So there will be plenty of information that will probably come out uh, over the course of maybe the next couple of weeks, the months, or even next couple of years, you know, especially as we get closer to uh, another election next year uh, and then in, in two years from then. I... <sighs> It, it, look, we we operate in the world that we that we have like created for ourselves, right? And nobody prior to Facebook, uh, I guess, to the degree of Facebook, has tried to regulate and and uh, police itself with its own discussions about what's right, what's wrong. Uh, what people are saying, what should be flagged, what shouldn't be flagged. I mean, they're trying to do take you know an undertaking of something that like nobody in in history has has been able to do. So I I don't necessarily disagree with with Facebook's stance here. Uh, I do think that it's I I feel like. I guess they, the the question is is are they doing are they doing enough? Uh, if you happen to I don't know if you you happen to watch John Oliver uh, last week tonight he talked about it actually this past this past week uh, talking about uh, you know Facebook misinformation and how like oh Facebook's doing a great job with like when it comes to like English speaking stuff but when it comes to literally every other language uh, anything that's other than English, they just aren't, they're pretty much just dropping the ball and like videos where it's originally spoken in English, but then it's translated to Spanish. The Spanish version of the video still exists, but the English version has been flagged as misinformation, you know, misinformation and not, you know, all that. So, um, so there's, they still, they still have a long way to go in, in figuring out, you know, how to, how to wrangle all this. And, and I guess the question becomes like, should it be wrangled? Is it is this uh, to a certain extent necessary? And will Facebook ultimately be able to survive um, this this pummeling of of questioning of like is is what you're doing enough? Is what you're doing right? Is it le- like is it legitimate? And is it good for people as a whole? We you know the, it sounds like people are kind of already know that it, you know it might not be that good or not that good for you in law your large doses or not that good for you if you're you know maybe younger and or you know maybe following the wrong people or following the wrong messaging or something you know but I, it could be anybody right as as uh the 20 you know 2016 elections with russian interference like you know taking out facebook ads and and things of that nature has shown us like it could be anybody it doesn't just have to be you know we're not just talking about teenagers um with with um uh, with with image issues, you know, or, or image challenges that they're dealing with, right? And and looking through through that lens, you know, this is ever this, this affects everybody everybody that that is a part of of the Facebook world. <laughs> you know, it's a Facebook world we're just living in it, uh, and and it affects all of us. So it's it, it'll be interesting to see how uh, Facebook is able to weather this kind of stuff coming out and uh, and and going forward with it. Chipotle, how Chipotle feels about spending $2 billion a year in labor. The national labor shortage has hit service industries hard as this week's jolts uh, or I guess job 
Joel, yeah, Jolt's report showed with a record 4.3 million people quitting jobs led by restaurant and retail employees. Wage inflation is a big focus amid a tight jobs market and record openings. But Chipotle says thinking about about labor as a cost is a mistake. It is investing roughly $2 billion a year in labor, and its senior leaders say that it uh, that is leaders say that is part of that is part of long-term return on investment strategy. So I I uh definitely can get behind the idea that um you know when you invest in people you the idea the goal and and for the longest time was to keep those people right we wanted people to work in the same company for 30 years you know uh or 40 years and then have a reti- you know have a retirement party and and maybe have a pension atti- attached to it I think um I I think that creating uh, a culture where people can come up through the ranks is so important. Look, when we were uh, back in the part of truck parts days, right? We, uh, we had a system. I I mean, there were, there were, I think there was some room for improvement, but uh, our system was like, we we took people in, they worked, you know, at the lowest end of the, the totem pole, working in the warehouse, getting to know the parts, getting to know the people, getting to know the customers when they came in the back to do deliver, you know, to do uh, pickups of the of what they ordered or ordered up front. And they, uh, they were, you know, we had many people actually work their way up to go from working in the warehouse to potentially working as the warehouse manager. But the goal was to get to the counter, right? To work with, you know, be front facing with the customers, get another deeper level of, uh, of understanding of the business and the customer base and the industry, the trucking industry as a whole. And we had uh, programs that every, every month we brought all of our counter people in, all of our potential counter people in uh, for, for trainings to learn the lot, you know, the different vendors and the different parts and how everything went together, uh, out, you know, all together. So I think, you know, and, th- and that, was a, that was a big investment, right? Like you're, you, we were actively moving people around. Uh, to be in our different locations to be able to cover to get them down into our main you know main uh, facility for those trainings we were actively um, you know we spent invested in making sure that we had the facility to to be able to do um, competent trainings in and things of that nature so you know, and then once you you worked up to the counter, there was you know opportunities to get up into maybe going out on the road and sales, uh, and then maybe into administration. And we had people that worked there. We had people that worked with us since the I don't know the early '90s that still work for us today, even as uh, part of Fleet Solutions. So there is, um, I you know, I I think there's a lot to be said for looking at labor cost as not a cost but as an investment of of you know cherry picking the right people that you're going to go to battle with day in and day out and look not everyone that you you bring into the organization is going to fit that mold but you're going to be able to find those people if you're willing to to you know pay offer the right benefits offer the right career path uh, for them and give uh, give an opportunity for structure. I I think that um, while you know plenty of articles will tell you 
you know, you're, you're, you're basically silly if you stay at the same job for more than uh, two years in a row. I, I think that there's, I think that that will eventually come back uh, in, in some way, shape or form, because there's, there's only so many people, right? There's only so many um, uh, hardworking, motivated you know, workforce out there that you you can acquire, and as that becomes more and more um, scarce, the the value of those those hardworking, motivated people is going to go up, right? And and if you want to to constantly be in a in turmoil of like we got to train more people, we got to train more people, got to train more people, um, for, and not from a we keep growing standpoint, but from a we're just trying to maintain what we got standpoint. Uh, then that's where you know you need to look at it as an investment in people, uh, and not as a as a cost that you know just goes out the window tomorrow. This uh, this video was so disturbing. I did, I saw the rocket go up. Uh, I saw the rocket land. Uh, I saw the the shuttle land. Uh, on onto the ground, uh, but I did not get to to hang out and watch the completion of you know and, and get to hear what they thought uh, because of the fact that I was here with you doing the entrepreneurs at 10 a.m. Uh, Monday through Friday. So video shows Jeff Bezos interrupting William Shatner's emotional speech to spray champagne. Uh, I, I'm just going to play the video and I'm hoping that the audio comes through here. Let's see. So, so yeah. So, basically, you know, William's talking. So, he... Uh, let me play one more time. Is you shooting up? He just cuts him off. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) that is, that is, yeah, I mean, uh, just like got cut off. Yeah, he's like, okay, all right, all right, all right. I'm back to listen, and then somebody else is spraying champagne, and yeah, that is um, that is heartbreaking uh, to see. You know, Captain Kurt not able to uh, get his his thoughts out after you know being uh, after being a, I, I assume was a customer i don't know if, if he actually paid for the ride or not i'm i'm assuming he paid for the ride but it just it just goes to show you that you know jeff's a jeff's a jackass <laughs> like he should not uh he he it, 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 oh god it it makes me so mad it makes me so mad i'm not even that big of a star trek fan and it makes me mad that somebody would treat somebody like that that, that, that it, words words escape me on this one. Um, you got you got do better, Jeff. Like I, I I get it. Like nobody nobody could cancel Jeff Bezos because Jeff is, you know, 
at the top of the world. Well, it's really Elon Musk's world. He's just living in it. But, uh, <laughs> but really, really, uh, it, 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 it does give me pause. Like it just shows you, it's like, you know, like when you go out, uh, and you're like, Oh, is the person I'm, I'm, I'm having uh, a meal with, are they nice? Well, you go and you, you judge that based on how they treat the wait staff at the restaurant that you're at or the diner or wherever you're at. Right. How are they treating other people that they owe basically nothing to? And if they are treating them like kind of crappy, then guess what? That's that, that that says a lot about them, their character and what they value, right? And uh I think that you know like let's not even talk like the William Shatner, the you know, Star Trek, you know, figurehead, the William Shatner, the um celebrity. Like let's just like he is a 90-year-old man. He is a customer of your company, and you just cut him off to spray champagne. After you've I mean, you've already done it, Jeff. You've already did it once. You've been there. Act like you've been there. That's that's the that's the thing. That's that's what I had to say about that. Act like you've been there. <sighs> All right. So the question came in today. How do I put together my print on demand stuff like the shirt I'm wearing right now or the the hat, uh, the super entrepreneur hat or I got stickers over here like I could reach over here. So, you know, the super entrepreneur stickers and things like that. What uh, so the the short of it, the short of it is, is I use a combination of. WordPress, WooCommerce, which W-O-O Commerce, which goes as a plugin to WordPress. And I use Printful as the people to to uh, do the printing and the shipping for all the products. They have awesome, high-quality products. I don't have an affiliate link or anything like that. Uh, and, you know, I do this because it's – I well, I know how to set it up, right? Like I've I've been doing – web design and uh you know web development and stuff like that since 96 97 so for me this is this is a great opportunity to put together a store woocommerce is free they take zero percent commission right uh and i set it up through payment through paypal so you, you know i'm paying printful i'm paying the paypal charge i'm not paying woocommerce uh wordpress is a one set fee for my hosting it was like three bucks a three bucks a month or something like that so to me, that is a way better than um, trying to set it up through some other site that, you know, is going to charge you for those uh, for everything. Like it's going to charge a percentage on top, like on a percentage on top of a percentage on top of a percentage. So what I would, uh, so what I do is I again I use WordPress, right? So you get yourself a host. I do have an affiliate link down below for DreamHost, uh, SuperJoePardo.com/slash/DreamHost. Go check that out. They uh, they have tons of um, you know you can install WordPress right to it. It offers up email. I think it starts at like three bucks, less than three bucks a month, like two fifty something a month. Uh, we'll get you started with the shared hosting plan. And they have something called Remixer too, which is uh, like kind of like if you're not into WordPress, you could do like a click and drag kind of Squarespace kind of thing uh, for a lot cheaper, uh, but probably not as full featured as Squarespace is. But it's a lot, lot cheaper to get started. Um, 
so yeah, so you get WooCommerce and we install the the, uh, the WooCommerce plugin. You install the Printful plugin into your WordPress, and then you get yourself uh, a Printful account. Again, it's free, and that's that's how I set it up. Rather than going through like a Cafe Press or something to that effect. So shopsuperjoe.com is the site. That's where you can actually get the shirt I'm wearing, the hat, blah blah blah. That's that's what I do to set it up. Now, if uh, if you're interested in seeing uh, a complete like walkthrough video, I, I could be open to doing that. It would probably take a lot longer uh, to do it, but then I then I would probably want to spend time on it. But uh, if you are interested in that, hit the you know hit the like button down below and I, on this on this particular video, and I will uh, I will consider consider doing that. If you have any questions about what I do. With uh, with Shop Super Joe or any of my websites, uh, please drop drop the comments uh, below, and I will I will definitely uh, get to them. Uh, the another question came up is is uh, why no like and trust isn't enough for uh, getting customers to to spend money with you, and the reason the the short of it is because people want to talk about you or me or themselves i should say and that's really the the thing so it's like you know for for to get them like they want to you know know, you need them to know who you are um they don't necessarily have to like you but at least like the offer of what you know your what problem you're solving and trust that you're going to be able to deliver on it right so those are the three things everybody knows know like and trust uh but it's that that the really it's about Figuring out who your your target avatar, your ideal client is, what problem are they having, what problem are you solving, and speaking directly to that problem, speaking in the language of that and, and all that. So uh, if you want to get better at um, understanding your ideal avatar, I actually have a 64-question free PDF workbook. Go over to superjoepardo.com slash avatar. Uh, to download that that you just drop your email address in they'll send it right to your inbox and um, you can fill out the you fill out the form and the form will give you so much information as to how you could better uh, target your your ideal client so you can get more of them so ultimately you get more yeses than nos when it comes to making those sales so that's uh, you know, that's what, you know, when people go on about, oh, no, like, and trust, like, that's cool. That, that, that helps. But really, it's about are you speaking to the problem? Because they care about themselves more than they care about knowing who you are, knowing it more than they know about liking you or trusting you. None of that matters if you're not talking about the specific problem that you're going to solve for that specific customer that's out there. Finally today, I want to announce that I have finally opened up the Super Entrepreneur Mastermind. So this mastermind enables you to meet with me and a group of amazing entrepreneurs that I've been working with for the last four months uh, for uh, four times a month want for one hour we work on solving what can move your business forward that day so we 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 talk about you know we go around the room we answer that question and then we go back and see where we can plug in answers and figure out like what could help do that or what part of our network can we tap into to make that happen uh and things like that 
And then on top of that, you get to work with me once a month uh, for on your business for one hour uh, where we dive deep into the specific things that you are having problems with with your business that are preventing you from moving forward to growing the business to maybe helping you get out of your own way if you're having trouble getting you know getting there uh for you know getting there from here uh if you're having struggles with uh any any of the numbers in your business if you're having struggle struggles with like tracking the analytics of your business to understand to understand better understand where you're at where you want to go how you're going to get there uh so setting those goals um, as well as figuring out like marketing issues. If you're having trouble with marketing your business, reaching the ideal client, I mentioned before uh, getting my my free avatar workbook guide over at superjoeparty.com slash avatar. You know, you you get that and then we go start working together. Things can tr- change dramatically because we are going to be able to craft a marketing message, a branding message. Maybe it's rebranding the business altogether uh, and taking it to to a whole different place than where you currently are because maybe you're just missing the mark a little bit, but that little bit uh, is it goes a long way in, in capturing so many more businesses for you. So if you're uh, if you're an you know a real entrepreneur, you really want to work on your business. You really you know ha- or have this really great idea, and you were like, I want to start this business. I want to get it going, and I want to connect with the right people. Uh, come join us. The starting price right now is at $97 a month, and it will be going up uh, probably in th- by the, the first of the year. So it you know get locked in now, and it'll be $97 going forward. Uh, there's also discounts for six-month and 12-month packages uh, as well. So if you go over to superjoeparter.com slash mastermind, you can f- learn more about it. Reach out to me. Drop comments below. Email me, joe at superjoeparter.com. I'm, I'm very much available uh, to take your questions and, and help you with whatever issues you have going on in your business, and you'll get that support network that you're looking for to help hold you accountable for building the business that you deserve. You know, I am all about taking your passion and crafting it into a business. It might not be a one-for-one match of what your passion is to what the business becomes, but we will figure out the best path to get it so that what your like as close to what your passion is the business is so that we can get you the money so then we get you the money then eventually you can start to take more risks and build the build a one for one for the, what that passion is but that doesn't always it doesn't always work out that way and i'm not here to sell a box this isn't a dream this isn't a one size fits all business thing you bring the idea you bring your passion you bring you and I will help you craft that business alongside everybody else in the group meeting once a week. We meet on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, and uh, and it's just a it's a great it's it's just a great time. There's so many great things that come out of it. Um, sometimes the tears come out. Sometimes uh, you know we we make huge breakthroughs, make big decisions. It's just been absolutely awesome, and I would love to have you. Uh, reach out and and potentially join us. So if you go to superjoeparter.com slash mastermind, uh, if you get to the bottom, you can book a time with me uh, to meet one-on-one for 15 minutes and talk about what you know where you're at, where you want to be, and see if this is a good fit for you. 
And that brings us to the end of the Entrepreneurs. I appreciate you watching or listening. I'd love to hear what you think down in the comments. I'd love to hear uh, what you think in, in your favorite podcast review or podcast app review section. If it's up Apple Podcasts, that's awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm there, and uh, I, I definitely am looking at the reviews. So uh, I hope you have an amazing day. Uh, hopefully later today I will have uh, the Shark Tank preview video for Shark Tank Season 13, Episode 2. Uh, and f- tomorrow we have um, Episode 7 of Undercover Billionaire Grant Cardone Edition going out, uh, as well as... Uh, the brand new, you know, Shark Tank episode, you know, season thirteen, episode two, uh, will be airing tomorrow night at eight p.m. Eastern. I will have the pitches starting to go live by nine p.m. Eastern, between nine and eleven p.m. The all four pitches will have gone up. So I'm looking forward to seeing you there. I hope you have an amazing day, and I'll I will see you tomorrow on the Entrepreneurs at ten a.m. Take care.